Would you care or even notice if letters weren't delivered to your house every single day? Australia Post has long been mandated to get letters to every corner of the country daily, despite it now becoming a severely unprofitable part of the business. With the Postal Service this year expecting its first loss since 2015, the federal government has announced a sweeping review into its financial sustainability. The Finance Minister, Katie Gallagher, told us Australia Post's losses can't fall back on the budget. The reality is people are sending less letters and the Post has to deal with that and, you know, make sure that it can deal with it in in a commercial way. You know, um, we can't have it fall back onto the budget. Finance Minister Katie Gallagher speaking on RM Breakfast a little earlier. Angela Cramp is the Executive Director of Licence Post Office Group. She joins me now. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Uh, really, uh, so many people with a lot of really, really strong views about letters. How unprofitable <laughs> is the letter delivery service? Um, if you look at the half-yearly results for Australia Post, it, it, you, you need to actually interrogate the figures. The letters volumes are stabilising. They're not what they were 10 years ago, but they're not declining rapidly as as they have been. It's the cost to deliver. People are, are pretty much still using the letters business, but the cost to deliver is what is crippling. The, you know, the parcels are subsidising the profit, but now the the parcels side of the business is also, you know, easing off. So the the expenses have been placed possibly um, over to the side against letters. But, you know, in saying that, we are not using letters like we used to 10 years ago. So we do have to look at how we do things differently. So what about remote and regional post offices? What's happening there well, at the moment? Uh, remote and regional post offices, there's there's no way that you can change what's going on out there. But, like, a lot of people in those areas get um, two or three letter deliveries a week. If you want five days a week, you go to the local post office. But to go down the end of the farm track to get letters to a mailbox every day has never been viable. In, in the rural areas mm. and everyone's sort of accepting of getting a service two or three times a week is, you know, is what they want, what they can live with. So should city people also accept that level of service? Well, how often do you go down to the end of your driveway and get a letter out of your box? Well... Good, good question. I'm going to take it as a rhetorical one, though. Does the government now? <laughs> uh, I've got a child that checks through that every day. Does the government? Well, yeah, and need... that's it. It's it's fun and it's exciting and it's a connection to the world. And is that like we are very happy that the government eases back on the need to make money from Australia Post, so that the connection does stay. That's what the unions say. They mm. are out there in the communities. They are, you know. Someone out there that connects people, people rely on the posties to be there, not just for the letter service. Is that what Australia wants? And if that's what we're all prepared to, you know, support, then we need to do it financially too. So if it's, if we got 
our letters delivered in cities? Because I know it's different if you're listening in a, a rural or regional area, and many people do listen to this show from those areas. So for you, it's already normal. But in the cities, if if we received letters three times a week, is, is that reasonable? Is that and is it inevitable you, that it will end at some point? It, it, it's possible. I don't know. I don't run this business, but like the letters business. The revenue generated from the letters business is is the same as it was last year. The expenses are increasing, but you know, people the, the the posties take both, so it's difficult to actually interrogate the figures from our perspective. The business, the the postal service needs to be yeah. insured for our generations to come. And how do we do that? Like this discussion paper is looking at what what needs to happen. There are other services in the community, like every other parcel carrier, maybe they should be also using mm. Australia Post and funding, helping to fund the business to be viable for the community. Let's make the post office a community hub. So can, uh, the, you know, can the postal service transition... Uh, to a different sort of structure, perhaps fewer letter, letter deliveries without cutting jobs? Is this ultimately going to lead to job losses? Well, like, we are doing more parcels than we've ever done. But do we need, you know, like everybody's cutting jobs. That That's just natural attrition, really. We are mechanised, we're digitised, we have these monster sorting machines. We are not a manual labour venture anymore so you know but we have more delivery points now than we've ever had we are delivering to i think two million more delivery points in the last couple of years than we were getting out to all those delivery points takes man hours so where can we make this business work differently to make it sustainable and viable i i I'd be happy to see us not required to provide a dividend to the government as a start. Like Australia Post, the Postal Service should be like, you know, infrastructure. The police don't have to provide a dividend to the government. Why does the Postal Service? It was set up that way, but maybe that's the change that needs to happen. Mm, that's interesting. I don't. I don't have time to explore that further. Although that is an interesting <laughs> concept you've just raised. I just want to go to the parcel business. I'm interested in this. You mentioned a little earlier that the parcels are kind of pulling back. Well, why is that? Well, you know, we went through a massive boom in COVID, where everybody went racing off to the post office and sent parcels everywhere. Yes. Online. Well, it was something to do, wasn't it? It was something to do, but also there was a lot of online traders who were sent home to work and they went to the local post office. That work would generally come into the main delivery centres in the metro areas. Suddenly it was coming in through the suburbs. So there was a lot more work to get all of that. And we experienced that at our suburban post offices. Like that has eased off. A lot of people have got over being online traders. They're now wanting to go to a shop or wholesale. So that boom is just now declining. There are a lot of other people who've stepped up their enterprises to compete with Australia Post. They don't. They cherry pick mm. the 
profitable areas, Australia Post is mandated to go to everyone. So their cost, they're sending one parcel out to the middle of nowhere. They're taking that out there. That's a cost for them. We need to look at what we can do differently. And and we're, we're fully supportive of that. But we represent the 80% of the retail footprint who have invested probably more than a million dollars to stand and face, be the face of the brand in our communities. We expect the government and the management of Australia Post to ensure the future of this business or they have a very expensive buyback program out there for all the people who have supported this business forever. So, you know, times are changing. We need to address a lot of the legacy issues, I suspect, but we need to do that. It's part of the future. Yeah, we always have to, you know, move with the times too. Angela, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Angela Cramp is the Executive Director of Licensed Post Office Group and you're listening to RM Breakfast. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.